hello. Hi. Okay, are you ready? Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm really excited to bring you guys this next guest who's going to talk about her journey and her experience about being in a boarding school. And I think this episode is so interesting because I was also in a boarding school, so it's really nice to talk to someone else and learn about her experience. So today I've got Antonia. So hi. Hello. Hi. So um, I know Antonia because she goes to the same boarding school as my sisters. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so let's get started. So what has this experience been like for you? Like what did you learn from it? Because you've been in a boarding school since like what you were nine years old? Yeah. I mean independence. Oh my gosh. That's definitely the biggest thing. Just because like the obvious thing that you're away from your parents and everything. So you just become way more like able to cook, clean, do your dishes, simple things from like a young age, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's that's great for sure. And like being with friends, it's just, it's you, because I'm an only child, right? It, it feels like they're kind of your family. Like they become people you see every day and you talk to about everything. So like the people in your house and the people you share a dorm with are like your closest friends for a bit. So they become like your like second family. So that's definitely like a huge thing that, came to my life because of boarding school yeah so like what did you when you first joined like boarding school did you like watch shows about what a boarding no. school would be like uh, no because basically how my mom told me that I was going into boarding school was like she was like okay let's go to England so I was like, okay we're going to England then she showed me the school and I was like the school sucks like it's just no grounds no nothing I hate it then she showed me another school and it was beautiful it was like acres and acres of like green open land and I was like I love Mm. it here like it's so nice why are we visiting and she was like oh this is going to be your new school basically so I like was put in this school um and it was beautiful for sure but I still hated it like the first year I hated it because obviously Mm. a nine-year-old boarding like that's such a different environment so I'd like be homesick all the time and like Mm. just be like missing everything every little like little aspect about like home I just be missing yeah. that so much. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people put like a lot of pressure on the on the like name, like boarding school. And they think like private schools are like for spoiled people and they also think that like private schools are like for like people who don't know how to handle themselves. And I think that's like yeah. so incorrect. And I think that's really unfair because like they haven't really experienced it. And being in a private school, obviously like you'll all get more support. But like sometimes it can be incredibly like pressuring <laughs> very high pressure I mean I get what you mean it, it's definitely like with Wickham and my like old school they were they were, they expected you to succeed because you're in this like amazing environment mm-hmm. they expected you to just do like like in common entrance they expected you to like get into the school that you wanted to without a problem and with GCSEs it kind of there was an expectation of like all A's all A stars kind of thing which mm-hmm. is like it's it's understandable why they would expect that just because our school is amazing like our resources are amazing our teachers are incredible but yeah it's a lot of pressure when they give you a lot of prep and everything and they like and and yeah it's it's kind of hard sometimes in that aspect yeah I get that 
I think that people have to like listen to this with an open mind because they have to get that we're not professionals. <laughs> so like everything that we have to say <laughs> is like literally to like our own experience in yeah. that environment. And like, especially yeah. in private school, like it's so hard because like until you experience it, you never can really say anything about it. Cause like yeah. having all like friends and like, state schools and people who went to like private yeah, yeah. schools like yeah. their experience is obviously different and obviously like the way that they like handled themselves is a little bit different yeah. yeah I think um so like for me when people were like asking me about going boarding school it would was like they would be like is it kind of like Harry Potter is it like <laughs> the movies that we've seen about it and I was just like no, yeah, exactly. not at all <laughs> it is so different because those obviously mixed schools as single sex schools. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you went from being in a mixed to a single sex mixed school. Exactly. And that was, I think that was a, an easier transition than I thought it would be. Just mm-hmm. because my old school was, my biggest problem was that like the stereotype of being in a single sex school, it's all girls school. Everyone's going to be so bitchy. Everyone's going to be like really mean and like talking behind your back yeah. all the time. <clears throat> and like, I came, I came from that environment where um, in my old school, it was quite like, it wasn't very nice in the sense, it, it was amazing. I mean, like my friends are still my friends now and everything, but it was, it was, we were young and we were very mean to each other and we didn't realize it was mean. Like we thought it was normal. So that when I like finally went to the all girls boarding school where it was going to be so bitchy and everyone was talking behind your back, it was mm-hmm. incredible. Like everyone was very straightforward, very nice. Like I was very blessed with my year, my year, like so I think just great and I surround myself with like people who are like really nice to me and really like nice to each other and I think I'm really lucky with that yeah you were talking about like how in your other school so the mid school was like very toxic and a really hard environment to be in especially at a young age yeah it was I mean I was okay so starting at the school from like when I was so it was 9 to 13 which was Mm -hmm. like when I was at my old school and from like 9 to 11 I was like such a mean person I was probably the meanest person you would ever meet like I was that bitch like I was it was it was and it was okay like it, it wasn't okay but it was like normalized like it was yeah. kind of accepted that being mean was okay and then from like 11 to 13 it kind of the roles kind of switched and people mm. started doing what I was doing to other people back to me and then I was right. like whoa this is really mean like this is horrible like why are people mm. doing this and like and I don't know it would just it was just very like all the girls would fight against each other to get this like one boy and like all this kind of stuff Ooh, and it was wow. and we, we yeah exactly it was like the it was horrible because like my best friends would be like talking behind my back about like Mm -hmm. me and it was it was yeah it was kind of horrible and sometimes yeah that's like really hard because I think when it comes to like being in an environment away from your parents especially and you're on your own it's really hard to find yourself and it's really hard because like it's really hard to be in there in general because like I think your house mistresses and like everything they put a lot of pressure on you to be this certain person and like with that you kind of tend to lose yourself and I think especially at a young age when you're still trying to find yourself and you're like entering into those teenager years, it's pretty difficult because yeah. you're put it's up like against you're, yeah, exactly. this like idolized in the, like, image of like what people think you have to look like and what people think you have to be. 
like I completely get like how like weird it is because I think in mixed schools because I went to a mixed morning school and I think being in that like environment that was so it was so hard and very different because if you'd been like used to living at home like for most of your life getting into like that boarding house and being getting set rules sometimes you tend to rebel inside your head and you just like I guess like try and fight against that stereotype and that makes it even harder and I think when you like grow up and when you like enter teens late teens that's when you're like okay I need to stop myself (laughs) yeah how was it being an only child and raised by your like mom it was I mean I'm very blessed to have one good parent some people don't have like they have two parents but not good parents and I'm just like I have one and um and it's great like being with her it's like sometimes I mean especially during quarantine it's it's hard I mean we fight because we're just in each other's faces the whole time but then we also like like she's like it's it's weird like she tells me any everything like she like I tell her everything there's like complete trust between us and it's it's great like it's amazing and like Mm -hmm. she I was definitely going down a weird only child path when I was eight. So then when I was in Singapore, she was like, okay, time to go to boarding school, time to actually have a childhood and not be like in the strict Singaporean system. So I was like yeah. in boarding school and like made to be like more normal in a sense, you know, like like right. not completely focused on academics, actually have a, my own personality kind of thing. Um, and I'm really grateful to her because of that. Like, it's yeah. amazing, but yeah. She's yeah done a lot to help me and sacrifice. I know that like the Singapore um, school environment is really tough, and I think it's very like strict, <laughs> and it puts a lot of pressure so on an individual. Because I think mm-hmm. I think what people don't understand and people make assumptions is that like the Asian culture, especially in schools, is very difficult. Like it's very like strict and very like harsh, yeah. but like in all reality, like. <laughs> in all honesty it is like it's really yeah. hard to like be like no it's not, no, it's not like it, even though it yeah. is because <laughs> you're from yeah. that country and you don't want to be like yeah it's so bad it's yeah it's really shit so I think like being able to like be honest about that like that's like really yeah. hard because you're like oh my god what are people gonna say <laughs> yeah but I mean I was in a I was uh, I was lucky to go to an international school and definitely, like, I could, I don't think I would have survived in a local school. Like, local school is no. so <laughs> incredible. Like, I, okay, like, hats off to them. They produce the grades. They produce incredible grades. Like, they made a whole different mm-hmm. GCSE system just for Singapore, just because they're so good. Like, that's good in that sense. Yeah. But the, like, whole, yeah, personality-wise, I just, I, it wasn't doing, it wasn't well good for me. I definitely think yeah. that like in introducing like international schools, especially in like Asian environments, was such a good idea because like it yeah. helped like loads of people who like didn't want to be in that like strict like Yeah. Did you hear about it from like people like have you heard about it from like friends and like how like they've been like, Yeah, like if you go to these schools you can only go to like do these certain subjects with this certain mm-hmm. subjects and yeah. you can't and, change mm-hmm. and it was and you have to you have to do Chinese and English and like mm-hmm. um, know a bit of Bahasa and it's like 
it was it's it's yeah it's very like it's strict curriculum and yeah you don't kind of get like the whole you get to choose what you kind of want to do yeah I think that's what's really hard literally growing up and mm-hmm. yeah from like when you were like really small to, really small to when you were eight, like about like nine eight like mm-hmm. I bet like that was sweet because like being in an international school it's obviously really nice because like while you have like and like a chance to learn English you also have a chance to like do like a lot of things you're you're also forced to do quite like quite a bit so I think like being in a boarding school especially in the UK it's a completely different like environment in general and I think it broadens your broadens your mindset and I think being in the UK really changed my life and I bet it changed your life for sure it completely completely like in every aspect I can't I can't even imagine like not being like London is now my home because of school yeah and you know like all my like friends like most of my friends are there like I have a few friends in Singapore but like the majority are are in London and so like Mm -hmm. I mean during this lockdown time the whole quarantine thing it's hard because there and like I'm Mm -hmm. I'm like stuck here and a time zone and everything but yeah time our time zone is so bad it's like seven hours ahead of everyone and like (laughs) I think like what people don't get is that whenever we come home, we want to stay in that like time zone. So our jet lag gets worse and worse by the yeah. minute. But it's so great for me because I have classes at 3.30, which means that yeah. like I can wake up, have breakfast, have a workout, lunch, do my prep, and then boom, like I have lessons then. And it's great. Like I get half of the stuff done that I need to get done already. I think it's crazy how like they're still doing lessons. And I think it's so hard, especially since it's like <laughs> a completely different time zone. I think Zahira told me that you guys got like a questionnaire, like what you thought of like the online lessons. And Zahira was like, I have lost sleep. I have lost my time. <laughs> it's, like, it's, I mean, I'm thriving in it. I'm, on, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm actually really enjoying it just because I don't have the distraction. Okay, like, I miss my friends, yes, but I don't have the distraction of my friends. So, like, all my work is here. And it's just, like, I can yeah. get it all done so quickly. And, like, mm-hmm. and kind of the teachers are more understandable if your work is late or, like, if you can't do your right. work or you can't find it. They're, like, here, it's, like, they'll email it straight to you. And it's, like, mm-hmm. I, I'm finding it so great. Like, I'm doing... I'm thriving in it honestly it's great <laughs> I think it's like a lot easier to do like work online because it's direct it's not mm-hmm. you don't have to go through a lot of channels because I think yeah, especially exactly. in school you have to hand it in in person you have to do this and I think yeah, like you have to go and, yeah with everything online it's like changed the system in a way and it's made a lot made it a lot easier so, like, what have you learned from your, like, whole experience about that, um, being in Wickham? Like, what, how has that changed your life? Oh, my God. How hasn't it changed my life? I mean, it's really, I think it's, it's humbled me, for sure, because it's, it's, like, I, like, like I said, like, I came, I came, and I was, I was very, I was very, like, open, openly spoken. Like, I said, like, anything and everything that came to mind, like, I didn't really, I didn't really like have a filter and anything to a certain extent it was it was it, it was bad like I'm not gonna lie and being around like people who would like tell me the truth and everything being like calm down a bit like you need to just like 
humble yourself and like check yourself and be grateful for yeah. what you have around you and kind of that kind of aspect but also it's like made me more like and like I don't know yeah independent like I said before just in the sense that like cooking cleaning doing my dishes everything like it's weird for me when I talk to people and they don't like our age like people our age who don't know how to cook I'm like really confused by that and people our age who don't know how to like do their bed and like make their bed or do the dishes it's like yeah you should kind of know by now and it's it's you'll be so surprised when you start uni you'll be so surprised because like some people just don't know how to make their beds like I've had to help people make their beds and I was like how do you not know how to do this like how do you not know the basic things like obviously because like what I learned from boarding school was like ironing washing my clothes Mm -hmm. like making my bed like doing that having like a bank account from a really young age like it's like you learn all these things and like people who like have just started like uni they're like still going through it and they're like they're like what is this this freedom oh my god what is this responsibility and I think this is the best thing about having or being in a private school because you've had that experience before so when you start board like when you start uni it isn't like bang this is a new experience it's like this is something you've done before yeah exactly a little bit more freer you're gonna have more like leeway and I think it's really hard because people like make assumptions people like view private school as like such a like a spoiled snobby and I I think that's so unfair unless you haven't been through it you can't say anything about it (laughs) it's it definitely changed my life and I it's changed my sister's life for sure and I, I'm sure it's changed your life in a massive yeah. sense because you made like lifelong friends that you'll never like forget yeah for sure and it's it's like and also not just like the making the lifelong friends that changed my life but like the cultural difference of Singapore to London has like yeah. made me more like international like obviously like so my mom is from Scotland so but we didn't like we used to visit it quite like quite a bit but then until I started boarding school she didn't completely like move to London until then and so like yeah. that has really changed everything because I like I don't know it's just like I know how to use the tube I know how to use like the MRT here like it's kind of like it's different stuff but it's like mm-hmm. I, I'm yeah international for sure yeah I think it's like really strange because when you like have like your different lives it's quite nice because you can separate okay, when I'm back in Singapore, this is my home life. When I'm back in London, this is, like, obviously where I go to school. This is obviously where I have a lot of my friends. It's, like, like, differentiate the two, and you don't have, like, that, like, stuck feeling of, like, I live in this country. I have, like, everything is here. Because I think, like, especially when you were, like, in school in Singapore, you felt really stuck because, like, that's, like, it was, like, a really, like, pressuring childhood I mean, but like, because I like I traveled, I mean, I, I'm lucky enough to have like traveled a lot when I was young and still now. So like, when I was in Singapore, like it was normal for me to just be in one place and then yeah. like travel sometimes for holidays and stuff. But then when I like moved to London, uh, not moved to London, but like had London and Singapore as both my homes, then like it was like, whoa, um, I'm actually like it's it's weird being stuck in one place like for this quarantine thing me being stuck in Singapore for more than like three weeks is crazy to me 
this is yeah. it's, it's a first for a while yeah because we usually have to stay for like four weeks mm-hmm. three weeks yeah and like what's bit you have to like do a lot of things did you think that I mean, like that was like do you have do you think those things are like nice things to have especially when you're like growing up uh, yeah for sure growing up because just we have this thing um where like in your house a person in the year above is called your house mother and like looks after you and takes care of you and mm-hmm. like is in the same dorm as you for the first term and then when you go go to your second year you become a house mother to someone and like that that was amazing like that's an amazing concept that Wickham has done yeah. because like we it, it makes you become friends with someone in the year below above and below which is it, it kind of like destroys the the like tension between it all you know and like yeah. the house activities I mean that's that's fun that's great school school spirit is great but I mean mm-hmm. the quarantine house activities are kind of like make a TikTok or like do three push-ups and it's it's kind of easy leeway stuff which it, it's not really yeah. like binding us together so I don't know it's not working what? so well in quarantine but it, it works in real life <laughs> I heard you had to do um, calls with your housemistress. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love Dr. Yasa. I mean, she's, she's, it's, it's great that she checks in on us and it's so nice. And like, yeah. um, uh, like assistant housemistress as well. Like, they're both great. They, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's great that they like checked in on us and made sure we're all keeping ourselves sane. And like, mm they're kind of introducing house activities with within our like so like um for like the mother I'm a mother to like someone else in the year below and she's a mother to someone else in the year below so that's called like a family tree and so like we have family tree activities which is quite nice um and that's going on at the moment which is it's it's that's a good bonding session for sure and Mm -hmm. that our house mistress set up yeah what um so like when it comes to like finding things to do to like be fully productive and reaching like your full potential like I know you mentioned having like, this routine set up like every single day and I think I think that's just really healthy and like that helps you like keep like keep yourself sane so like you were talking mm-hmm. about like doing like everything before like starting school like how has that like changed because I think your routine from the UK has definitely like first yeah. completely different because you <laughs> so have like different. distraction of like morning you have more things to do in the UK. I think, like, people forget that, like, Malaysia and Singapore are very close-minded environments. <laughs> so, like, our resources are quite, like, limited and that, like, we don't have, like, a lot of things that, like, people do in the UK. Like, we don't have the same, like, culture. We don't have the same, like, society. It's, like, completely different. And people yeah. are, like, bless them. But, like, it's just really hard because it's, like, when it comes to, like, being really productive here because you don't have those normal distractions yeah. that you do it's yeah. so much easier to get things done it's so much easier mm-hmm. to be really hard working it's so hard to like it's so much easier to like reach your full potential mm-hmm. that's for sure I mean because of this quarantine obviously we're on lockdown so that's like a complete distraction like blockage mm-hmm. so there's no like there's no way for me to go out and like I don't know get boba or something like that just like a little thing for me to do just get to to get distracted from work so it's like I have to either stay inside be at my desk or like do a workout here or like walk around like and it's me walking around is not going to be a distraction it's going to be my exercise you know 
and like yeah. normally I mean on the weekends at school like I, I would always like go out and see friends and do stuff whatever now it's like on the weekends here I'm like chilling it's nice it's like Netflix and yeah like doing homework yeah mm-hmm. sure. what do you think you're excited for especially like in the future with like uni and stuff like do you think like that's gonna be a completely like do new experience like are you excited for that I'm so excited for you I just the most the most exciting thing about uni for me I'm just like excited to just be done with A-levels and be done with all that kind of stuff like I just and mm-hmm. all the preparation of like like UCAS forms and everything because I'm I'm yeah. trying for US unis so I'm gonna I'm okay, looking okay. at like the west coast and stuff so that's like um three essays to write for every uni I want to apply for which that's is crazy. crazy yeah and that's a lot of prep to do so I just can't wait for that all to be finished and actually like get into uni and be there but, but like considering I've been at boarding school for like near like it, a long time then it's not going to be like a huge huge transition yeah exactly it's just, I think the biggest the biggest transition for me will be like going to England to America rather than yeah you know, like a uni and having is it something that you've always wanted to do like go to the US for uni I've I, I think so I mean like I, I really like I used to really love the like US culture and and everything but mm-hmm. it's getting yeah it's getting weird in these times like yeah know, it's getting a bit crazy I think. I think like especially from like an Asian perspective because like when we start school I think the like accent that we first draw to is like an American accent and like yeah that's yeah. why like we're so captivated by the U.S. culture because like mm-hmm. that's the first like it's YouTubers like we listen to that and then obviously people in and, like school, movies and everything yeah exactly yeah. and I think like people forget and then when you go to the UK they're like yeah it's with your accent no, but like what is was, wrong with you I completely agree but it was so weird because everyone in so everyone in my school goes like wow you're such an American accent right I went to New York like a few months ago just before this whole crazy like lockdown was happening and I went to um New York for like an MUN conference um right. a, like a model United Nations conference and everyone there was like oh my god like I love your accent it's so British and I was like what? Yeah, like that was it's like, so weird it's so weird because like people language, here, yeah. they're like, "Wow, your accent's really English." And then when you go to the UK, they're like, "Why do you sound so international? Why do you sound yeah, so American?" And I was like, "I do not sound American." And when you go yeah. to like the states, like obviously, like when you went there, like it was just that. That's so weird because it's like so hard to like because. Even when you try and control it, it's so hard to control what you're saying. It's like yeah. certain things that you say, certain words that you say, it's like so different to like mm-hmm. what other people would say. So I think like that that's another thing. Like when it comes to like, like growing up and everything, it's an experience that I think like people don't experience. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. a fair few I mean- people. Yeah, when I when I was in Singapore, I had the biggest Singaporean accent like ever. Like a lot of people like couldn't understand what I was saying because it was just so bad. Like it was the most Singaporean thing ever. And then when I came to England, I like picked up the British accent very quickly when I was like when I was younger. And I came back and everyone was like, "Why are you speaking like that? Like why are you saying water like that? Like all this kind of stuff." And then I kind of like found the middle ground of where like it's it's a mixture between like my mom has like an american accent because she 
she like went to uni in America for a bit so like I I'm like so, like always with her and so I have that like American right. twang and then I also have like that British twang from like school and like the people around me so it's very yeah international it's cool it's, I like it yeah I like it because it like it just like makes me like really different and I think like mm-hmm. when it comes to like growing up you need to be more like accepting and like forthcoming and like about being yourself and I think people are like stuck in that mindset about of like like that you can't think that way you can't like be different and you have to be the same as everyone and I think people have to realize that like we're really lucky and we're really different to like have like like the backgrounds that we did we grew up like yeah differently um yeah so I think next thing we can talk about is TikTok because I <laughs> yeah that has like changed everyone's lives I think and I think oh yeah people were like oh my god this is another app like another social media app oh that all the young generation are gonna use but yeah I mean when musically changed to TikTok it was like the worst thing ever like nobody used TikTok but then I mean summer of 2000 what like 19 everyone Mm -hmm. got on it it became such a popular thing um and I started like I don't know gaining like followers like a year ago because of that and stuff and it's it's fun it's great like it's a great way to pass the time but also a great way to waste time so if I'm ever not doing work I'm just on TikTok the whole time scrolling through so many videos and it's it's it can be addiction like an addictive thing for sure but it's so fun to do It's, it's great yeah yeah. yeah you said that you had a couple of viral videos like what oh yeah I what mean happened? so my best uh, my best friend is very good looking like he's he's extremely <laughs> handsome right so obviously all the TikTok people would be like oh my god like let's make this viral so basically I made like so I don't know it's kind of weird to say it. The, con- the video concept is weird when I say it out loud but basically um he like he lost his virginity so I made him a cake saying like like, well done on losing your virginity basically oh my God. and I gave it to him <laughs> I gave it to him and um I made a TikTok out of it and the video got like more than the, like 1.5 million views which is oh my crazy God, that's um, crazy and it, it's insane yeah and like some of my other viral ones is just like me doing my like daily routine or like me telling people to like calm down breathe and stuff it's it's nice it's like it's fun yeah it's I do it mostly for fun and then like some of them get viral and it's really funny yeah I think like it's a really nice app to pass your time but also it's like really like so easy to get complicated and it's like because like for me I think like it's so like people are like oh my god you're a uni and you still use tiktok like what the hell is wrong with you I don't think that like it's a big deal. <laughs> I don't think it's a bad thing. Yeah, do it for fun. Do it just just for jokes. Like, why not? Yeah, exactly. I mean, so I think it's just like it's a fun new app. It's like Instagram. It's like Snapchat. But like, yeah, it's making a fifteen second video. video or a sixty I mean, second video. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's it's crazy how big TikTok got though. Like, it's actually insane because like it it like from the music market wise they control so much of like what goes viral and what doesn't like like Mm -hmm. like the song Roxanne like that was insane it blew up on TikTok and became like the number one hit music for them and it changes like music artists lives so it's it's 
it's cool it's super crazy yeah i think especially like with like those like people who like their like songs blow up on tiktok and then like they get calls from like different individuals who've made it like so far in the industry like when like yeah Megan um Thee Stallion did one with Beyonce and then when yeah Doja Cat did one with Nicki Minaj it was like oh my god that's crazy because it's like yeah you started this song yeah and it got so viral and so popular and like even these people like who've like like built it up like without TikTok they're like oh my god I want to do this with you I want to be able to like have a song with you I think that's crazy I think this like society now like I think with TikTok it's becoming like you could like say it's like positive and negative because I think mm-hmm. like I know <laughs> there are like so many videos when they're like like you know there's like lookalikes and everything and they oh, get yeah. popular because of the being a lookalike and yeah, I think yeah it's jokes it's- but I think it's like so hard for the people who they look similar to yeah. Like Charlie D'Amelio is like look alike. Like I feel so bad for her because like all the comments she's getting is like, stop copying her. Like I don't know what you're doing. I think I think it's bad when creators get popular just just because they look good and they do nothing. Like that makes me and they get super super popular and and then they say they do something bad like they like. I don't know, say the N-word or they're turns out they're actually really sexist. And it's like, oh, surprise, surprise. Like we we built this whole platform for someone just for their looks and they turn out to be bad. Like, like oh, crazy, you know? And it's it's yeah. that's the kind of bad side of TikTok where it's kind of setting up like the whole beauty standards and everything. And like if like especially like a lot of young people use TikTok, um, mm-hmm. they like see all these really pretty, beautiful like people um that are like sometimes really great but then it's like they're starting to feel insecure and like maybe I should start looking like that or maybe I should like be like that or maybe I should be like skinny like that or Mm. like have a nice nose like that and it's like it's hard like that's that's a definitely a bad side of it's it's a bad side of every social media though but especially TikTok since it destroys the word like the meaning of like being beautiful I think it like Mm. makes people oh, I have to look like that. I have to have that perfect nose. I have to have that perfect body. But like in general, like you, like you have to realize that like, yes, that person can be like perceived as pretty, but like mm-hmm. everyone's beautiful, beautiful in their own way. Like we all like have different genes. We all grew up with like, we, we all have different faces. Like that's the whole point yeah. of like yeah. being human is that like we're yeah. all different. No one is the same. No one is like a carbon copy. Unless you're your siblings, you'll have like siblings. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But like, yeah. it's like people have to realize that like to like, oh, if I like have a small waist, if I have a like small nose, if I have like abs, I'm gonna look so pretty. I'm gonna be so happy. No, like it mm-hmm. like puts like a dampen on your like self like esteem. Like it just pushes you down to this like to the point where like you feel like, yeah. oh my god, what am I doing? And I think that goes back to like talking about like private school like so much pressure especially when it comes to like holding yourself especially like in your teen years it's like being in that environment because you live there because you grow up there really hard work and I think like there's like there's some beautiful people 
in the world and especially like in like the schools that I've been in and I think that like we hold ourselves to a standard where like oh my god if I look like her I could be happy but like that's not yeah. the case I think that I also realize that yeah and I, I think that I felt that more when I was at a mixed school rather than a single sex school because I was like being compared to the other girls to the in a boy's point of view and then when I was like mm. in a single sex school I was lucky that I wasn't I don't know it's it's more normal to just dress like a slob like none of us like very we like don't wear makeup for people we wear it for ourselves kind of thing yeah and it's like that's nice like that's um yeah lucky to have that in a single sex school I think the everyday outfit for being in a single slip school like for when I was in six mm-hmm. trackies yeah trackies and yeah exactly Air Force ones <laughs> like yeah, I yeah. think that like, people are like so you went to that like a school like that and then like all you're wearing is that because I think like especially on the train if you look at the trains you see all these girls coming back in like trackies and like tank tops and you're like yeah and then people are like all right okay like we'll expect something else like people like trying so hard and I think like that's why like people should stop making assumptions of like what they think people are gonna look like yeah like this is the whole point of this like pod people to like be more open-minded people to be more honest about like what they've been through I think the last thing that like I want to finish on is like have you got like any funny stories about being in private school oh my god do I hold on it's it's all like little funny moments I'm trying to think of any like the spine not so much right now um <laughs> I think it's like for like in boarding school in general. Yeah. There are obviously You're just surrounded like by highs and lows and like oh, the yeah. stories you get from it, like they're insane. And I think mixed schools is so much drama, like it's unbelievable. Like it's and when you listen to the next episode, you're gonna be so shocked. But it's with someone who <laughs> makes from the boarding school I was at with him. And we're just gonna talk about like I don't know. It was, it's a weird environment. Like, I'm going to mention names, obviously. Like, that's, like, horrible. But, like, a prime example is, like, for me, <laughs> um, I didn't get on along with my husband. Um, it was so bad because my mom would get, like, emails every day because she didn't like me. And, like, she'd be, like, so she could do this. But, like, obviously I didn't do it. Like, but, like, when you, like, know that like someone doesn't like you you still don't like you you don't change yeah. it because you can't and be you, like don't really try to like exactly yeah, yeah. so yeah. i think this was at the so this was the end of the year we were sh- we were sharing what we wanted to do and my house was just was like oh um you're gonna end up here you're gonna end up here and then she just looks at me and she's like you're gonna end up in jail and i was like <laughs> going into and then like when I went sixth form uni a sixth form like college I was like single sex because like I think like another thing that's like really like hard to talk about is hierarchy it's it's gone it's it's not gone but 
oh my god some of the younger years just have no it's just like basic respect that they don't have and it's yeah. now that it's it's not like it's not even hierarchy that we just need it's just like open your like just don't slam the doors in my face it's that simple like i've heard so many stories from fazana zero about this like i don't so even know annoying. it's like okay the younger girls who have older sisters know what like no just like to be considerate i feel like to older girls yeah but now that higher it's not even i'm just so mad that that that's that whole aspect is gone it's just like you're 11 like be nice to this 18 year olds in your school you know like just yeah. open the door for them or something simple like that and and like it's cr- okay here's like it's not really funny because it's kind of bad but it's just my friend was walking and she was listening to music and it was like quite quiet right and she had these like 11 year olds from Wickham who were like walking in front of her and because she, she had like earphones on they thought she couldn't hear her so they started bitching about my friend who's 17 while they're 11 and they're like oh my god like her trousers are just really gross like i don't understand why she's wearing them and it's like pipe down me like you're 11 and like this is just so rude and like just like where is where is the consideration in that like it's I it's annoying it's hierarchy so is just hard. gone because like <sighs> while there's because like i know because like so I talked to you about was that like when like so from my year the year above me the year above that and then two years below me and then your year those year those year groups had hierarchy at its worst yeah yeah and especially in boarding school I think the girls in boarding school right now they're like oh my god the hierarchy is so bad no it's not babe no you don't you it's have not- no idea what it was like like it's yeah. it's so hard because I think like especially when you're in that environment like you have to clear the hallways when it comes to like the older years you can't mm-hmm. like be in their way and I think that was mm-hmm. like such a horrible mindset to have like I remember like when I was in sixth form I had to represent the younger years oh my god it was so bad because like people from my year were being so horrible to like your year and I was like <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you like you knew how this was like when you were younger so why are you treating people the way that you didn't want to be treated? Like, I think, like, it goes in that aspect of, it goes back into that, like, thing about, like... We, we got it done to you, us, so why can't we get If it you done respect to, uh, people, people, respect you. If you don't respect yeah. them, they're not going to give a shit about you. And yeah, I think that's why, like, hierarchy was so bad, because, like, people never learn <laughs> from their lessons. And I think... Yeah. the junior houses like right now I think they should be like if anyone's listening to this and they're from a junior house especially in a single yeah. sex school please be wary when it comes to like people who are like you know, 11 year olds yeah and I think like people have to get like these kids they're not horrible they're not vicious but I think they like forget that we don't hate them. We don't have anything against them. But just be wary when it comes to us. Because yeah. we're just trying to live about, like, live through our day. And we'll be happy. So if something goes yeah. wrong, obviously we're going to get pissed off. Obviously we're going to lose our temper. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah. we don't have anything against them. Yeah. Fazana told me she was, like, walking. And this girl slapped the door in her face. <laughs> and she was, she, she was mm-hmm. like... 
She literally shouted, are you kidding yeah. me? And then, she really, and then she ran back and she opened the door for her. And I was oh like, my oh my God. And she was like, I, I, do that, I do that quite a lot. Yeah, I do that quite a lot as well, but like by accident, because like there'll be like, the door will like slam and they wouldn't have held, like held it open for me. And I'll be like, oh my gosh, like what the hell? And then I'll be like, but like under my breath kind of, yeah. and then they'll like turn around and then they'll like realize I'm yeah. there and they'll like open it. And it's like, once they know I'm mad, then they'll do it. But it's, yeah, and it I, shouldn't, I hate it's, that. Like, like it shouldn't that. go to that yeah. place, like make yeah. that person mad and then do it, like do a nice thing for them. Because <laughs> I think people forget, like people don't know this, but like in singles at schools, you have to put a pin in every single room you go in, every single fucking like building you go in. You have to put a pin code into egg. Like that was the same uh, yeah. thing in my sixth form college. And like in GCSEs, obviously in mixed boarding schools, like obviously it wasn't like that. But like mm-hmm. in single set schools, there's so much high security that like you wouldn't believe it. Like you know, in yeah. Cheltenham, like my friend goes and my friend who was in Cheltenham, she was like, oh, so, so like. CLC is the only school yeah. in the UK that scans their veins besides prison. God! <laughs> so I like, heard that as well. All the like, other yeah. schools who, like, have pin codes, like, yeah, so, like, it goes back to the fact, to this, like, main point, like, we have so much high security that, like, when we go about the, our days, like, it's so frustrating to put that thing in and then like going through like it it gets it gets part of the routine though it's like it's just like da 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 and you're like done it's just it's yeah. part of the routine now like after I can't be bothered like this yeah. could be like yeah so like doff on what you would tell yourself your nine-year-old self what would you say to her like if you told her what do you think she would say she'd be like wow like I I whoa when I tell my nine don't make friends by being mean to other people mm-hmm. like and 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 take a joke like be, like honestly just be okay with people making fun with you like making fun of you in, a, in like a friendly in a friendly way you know yeah but I don't I don't think that nine-year-old me ever saw myself being this happy and this secure in myself yeah. at 17 years old because I think yeah. you've done a lot about yourself especially with the experiences that we've been through like this whole experience yeah. it's definitely going to change your life and when you go to uni and everything yeah so yeah thank you so much oh. for doing this and I'm so thank excited thank you so much for having me